In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and it's hard to believe we are now well into September. And what the good news I have for our listeners today is this series is growing every week. So I urge you also to share this show with your friends. Send it to somebody who would love to learn more from international and worldwide experts. And before we start, I want to just thank all our listeners for listening And I'd like to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to all of you, wherever you may be listening from today, because we do have listeners from around the globe. Now, if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what that impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, We have talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time, or download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And send me a mail. Let me know what you want to hear about on this show. But remember to tune in. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week. And we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, today, we're going to talk about something that lies very close to my heart. I mean, it's about management and executives. Now, gone are the days when executives and managers are, were only executives and managers. Today, they are expected to be motivational leaderships that re- leaders that really go above and beyond the call of duty. Now, they are encouraged to even expected to develop themselves as individuals and acquire coaching skills to be more effectively manage their teams and their companies. But how can they do this? I mean, leadership training is one way, but the other way is with coaching because coaching allows you to grow as a leader. But with so many demands on us today, it's very difficult to keep our eye on the ball. We get preoccupied with everything we do. So our own development sometimes takes a second step. I mean, according to a recent study, workers today put in 50 or more hours per week in their job. Managers and executives tend to make about 400 million business trips in a year. When you hear these numbers, it's staggering. And basically what it says to me, that is, if you want to be successful, you really have to practically commit your life. I mean, today is fast-paced, fiercely competitive, And we are working so many long hours, longer hours than we did many years ago. And moreover, we're increasingly expected to do even more with fewer support networks. So you kind of have everything going on here. And you put on top of that commitment, you know, the endless business issues we have to deal with. And then toss in family life balance or maybe even family life imbalance. And... We get quite overwhelmed, and very often we need somebody to talk to, and that's what coaching is about, someone that helps us find our own way and our own solutions, and we're going to talk with an expert, a coaching expert today, Mary T. 
O'Sullivan is an experienced executive and professional coach specializing in supporting managers, executives, and professionals when they need to exhibit grace under pressure in a stressful career situation, a leadership situation, a job, also in personal situations. Mary holds a Master's of Science in Organizational Leadership and is a professional accredited coach by the International Coaching Federation, and she is a senior certified Society of Human Resource Management. She holds a graduate certificate in executive and professional coaching from the University of Texas in Dallas. She is a veteran of four significant careers spanning over 40 years, and she has over 30 years of experience in the aerospace and defense industry. In each of her many roles at General Electric, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, she acted as a change agent, moving teams and individuals from the status quo to new waves of thinking. And that's what we're going to talk to her about today. Now, Mary is also the founder of Encore Executive Coaching, the Rhode Island Professional Coaching Alliance, and she's the author of Pondering a Corporate Refugee, Observations from the Cube. So welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you. So, Mary, first tell us, you know, you have this this career spanning four decades um, in, in basically in, you know, general electric, in the aerospace and defense industry. What made you move into coaching? Well, about five years ago, I had the opportunity to gracefully retire from my former employer and they offered a tuition stipend. And so I took advantage of that. And I had gone to really taking advantage of all the things that they offer people in that situation. And I coached with an executive coach that was supplied to me. And they suggested that I become a coach myself. And when I started to explore the, uh, the idea and look into the various programs that were out there, I realized that with my experience and the range of professionals that I had worked with at all levels, up to the president, including directors and managers and all levels of leadership, including you know subordinates and peers, that I could see really from the outside what people went through. And I thought that coaching was the perfect venue, the perfect platform to reach people and guide them along their career path without hitting landmines, and also what people needed to do in order to grow their careers, things that they needed to avoid and things that they needed to you know, take action and do, whether it be behavior changes or coursework or uh, other types of experience, um, and all of that I've either seen or done myself in my 40-year career, and I'm able very well, nicely to transfer that type of information um, and fulfill needs of people who are looking to make a change or improve their careers. Mm-hmm. And how, and, and, and I'm really glad you said that, you know, because you have that background and you have that career. How, how important do you think it is for an executive coach to, to really have a, a career? Because a lot of people just kind of go for executive coaching and, and then become a coach. Um, but what's the difference when you have that career? How important well, is it? Yeah, it's very important. The big difference is that it does set you apart from most other people. And to be honest with you, the background that I have in industry has has attracted far better clients. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am getting the level of people that um, that can benefit most from my skills and background. Um, because I can call upon situations, I, I understand the politics that goes into behaviors that impact employees, managers, senior directors, and VPs, and on up. Because really, behavior is the crux of the matter. And when you've been in an industry as competitive as defense and as kind of unfriendly to women, frankly, mm-hmm. I have that unique perspective of having lived through it. And to be honest, um, 
the bigger firms, particularly bigger manufacturing and pharmaceutical firms, are looking for coaches that have that industry experience. Mm -hmm. So I can honestly tell them that I did not come out of HR. I'm mm -hmm. not an HR person, which a lot of coaches were HR people. I actually worked in the business, in business development and also in subcontract management. So I have all of that experience that I bring to the table to help people that want to get ahead and in a very competitive business, how to do that best. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, that certainly gives you that gives you a kind of different kind of credibility. Um, exactly. let, let's just let, let's just talk for a minute about why is, is coaching so important today? Because in the past, it was kind of, you know, had this, um, you know, if you have something wrong, we have to fix it with coaching. Okay. And, yeah, right. uh, and I mean, it, does that still exist out yes. there today? It yes. does. It, and um, actually, it's very interesting that you bring that up because I recently conducted a survey just to kind of get the pulse of a general population of professionals, um, what they were thinking about coaching. And I got a very long email back from one of my former mentors, who was a senior vice president at Raytheon when I worked there. And he basically said that the fault that he found with coaching was that it was too late in the process. And mm -hmm. it was like a rescue, a last minute rescue for people that were failing. And that it often was um, a step or two away from termination. And I have not answered his email yet because I wanted to collect my thoughts about how that perception really across the board has changed. Uh, I believe that in certain parts of the country, certain parts of uh, certain industries, that it is viewed as a negative in fact, I do get referrals from companies, from HR departments with senior people that they have given a last warning to. Um, so, so how do we shift that perception? I mean, because, because really, it, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked that, that sentence, it's too late in the process, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's kind of hits the nail on the head, to be honest right. with you, okay? So, right. so how do we shift this to make it a performance enabler or performance help, you know, earlier in the process? How do we shift people's thinking? Right. Well, that has to come through um, meeting and greeting, shaking hands, um, being out in the public domain so that people see that what you are offering is different and that you're offering an enhancement to careers rather than a last-minute effort to save someone's career. And so, actually, I had a client this morning who wants to grow his business. He's a small businessman, wants to grow his business, and he came to me to talk about how he needs to do that. And so we are scheduling his sessions around his very busy schedule, and we're going to be talking about what, things he needs to do to make sure all his employees are aligned with his mission statement, his vision for the business, his corporate values and his goals. And that is really where coaching can do the most good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that um, careers cannot be saved because with the client I mentioned earlier, he really improved. He did a complete 180 after six months of coaching. And he did save his career, and he wasn't on his way out the door. So that's a piece of it. But yet, you know, those people have to be willing and not feel ashamed to come to coaching. And I mm -hmm. think that's a huge factor today. And I think that coaches, the qualified coaches have to, the qualified coaches have to give their, um, their client base that message and be available to talk to people and mm -hmm. to, you know, give free lectures, uh, hold a coffee, hold a networking event in your office mm -hmm. and get to know people and write. I do a lot of writing. I have a, a publicist that helps me get my message out 
And um, I did a, an article for the local business news on um, corporate retreats and how mm-hmm. corporate retreats can be used to enhance the team function and enhance the careers of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So all this... Yeah. So all this together, what I'm hearing is all this together helps helps shift that point of view. And right. um, Mary, we're gonna t- we're gonna take a short break, okay? And when we come back, I, I wanna I wanna continue that conversation. Talk a little see there in this competitive environment today. I right. mean, what are the issues that are coming forward? Okay. So for right. our listeners, we are talking with Mary O'Sullivan. She's an experienced executive and professional coach specializing in supporting managers, executives, and professionals when they need to exhibit grace under pressure in a stressful career. She's also the author of Ponderings of a Corporate Refugee, Observations from the Cube. If you'd like to connect with Mary, you can connect with her at www.encoreexecutivecoaching.com. She's under LinkedIn, under Mary T. O'Sullivan, and her Facebook page is Encore Executive Coaching. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, CEO, and leadership business expert. You can contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this show is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's most extensive digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations. And they'll be holding their next conference in Lisbon on October 13th to 16th. So for more information on that, go to www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break. And Mary will just continue after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are speaking with Mary T. O'Sullivan. And she's an experienced executive and professional coach specializing in supporting managers, executives, and professionals when they need to exhibit grace under pressure or in a stressful career, job, leadership, or personal situation. She's also the author of Ponderings of a Corporate Refugee, Observations from the Cube. So, Mary, before before the break, um, we were talking about getting that shift of, you know, um, 
you, you know, getting people to, it's not a, uh, coaching is not something that you throw in at the, lat, at the late part of the process just to save a career, but it's also something that can help somebody grow and enhance a career. So, right. you know, we live in a, we live in a competitive environment today and it's a global environment. So in your coaching, what are some of the, the issues that you are seeing from some of the leaders that you're um, coach. I mean, I've read studies that, you know, 50% of the leaders say that they don't feel that they're, they can actually do their jobs to the best. Okay. So what are you seeing out there? What's happening in the world? Well, one of the big issues with leadership now is leadership behavior. And often, I'm sure you know that we have individual contributors that are promoted maybe a little bit too fast into a leadership role. And they have never really developed what we call soft skills. Uh, They are very abrupt. Um, They make people feel bad. And that does not bode well for a very productive team. So that's one of the really big issues that comes across um, and with my clients is just behavior issues. Another big issue that comes up, of course, is work-life balance. <clears throat> a lot of them are just, they have no time for themselves. They take no time off. The, their phones are at the beck and call 24 hours a day, and they're highly, highly stressed. One of the things I try to ask my executives to do is to you know, give themselves a time limit on their phones because nobody has to be available 24 seven. You really, you really do not. I, I, I did have a client that had three shifts and what would happen to him in the morning, he would look at his phone and be so stressed out by the time he got to work. He didn't even say good morning to people. And mm. that was one of the things that I noticed on his 360 feedback form. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stress level with these people is very, very difficult. So a really good leader knows how to manage stress. Uh, actually, the president of the company where I worked before I became a coach had an exercise bike in his office. And at lunch, he would get on that exercise bike and watch some television or a movie or something. And oh, actually, his office overlooked beautiful view of the ocean, so he was very lucky with that. And he would ride the bicycle for about 45 minutes, and then he had a shower in his office, as many of these executives do. And he took a shower and was ready to go back to work. But that was a big stress reliever for him. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that oftentimes people in leadership roles forget about is taking the time for themselves. Mm-hmm. And really, the only person who's able to step in sometimes is the wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that work-life balance for a minute, because because you know I like that that suggestion limit the time on the phone, but but we have so much external pressure um, mm-hmm. on on trying to get ahead and and the world right. is so competitive competitive and we you know you think oh my gosh if if I don't answer that phone or if I if I don't answer emails while I'm on vacation then somebody else is going to jump into my chair okay uh, do you right. see that a lot is that kind of the thinking behind this availability or is really it's just technology driving it what are you seeing well you know technology makes it even worse but as you were saying that I was thinking of the many times on vacation that I actually had to do work in fact when my dad passed away something came across my computer that I had to I had to address you know Mm -hmm. I was on bereavement leave Mm -hmm. and you know I was poking around remotely trying to find something that somebody needed. And I was really afraid that if I didn't produce that, that, um, you know, that it wouldn't be that somebody would be in my chair, but that, you know, my job would be in danger. And, and that's just not really good business practice because you can't, you don't, you have to respect yourself and you have to respect employees and that is one of the big, big 
issues with management today is that they lose sight of what the employees are going through. And we, to, to sum it up sort of in a nutshell, is that we forget about the human element in people. Mm-hmm. And there is that fear, and fear is driving people to be on their phones or at people's disposal 24 hours a day. But what you find is that the physical and mental toll on people is just not worth it. When you Mm -hmm. have people that have physical problems, health problems, I did have a client come in my office and one day he asked me, do you want to know why I'm in a tracksuit? Well, I know question what people show up in and what attire they're wearing. But I said, okay, why are you in a tracksuit? He said, I just came from a stress test because I'm having heart palpitations. Mm. He, was, he was in a partnership where he was the only one who was working. The other two partners weren't doing their piece. So he was trying to take their place by working incredibly hard. Mm. And what that did was it diminished his ability to get anything done because he had to take time out for doctor's visits and to wear the halter monitor and to you know get checked out for medication so really you're not saving anything by stressing yourself out over mm-hmm. the technology that can reach out and touch you at any mm-hmm. moment so one of the things i like to do to recommend to people and i do it myself is my phone goes off at seven o'clock at night and it doesn't come back on till seven o'clock in the morning. And I think that's a fair amount of time mm-hmm. to be unavailable. Now, when mm-hmm. I get up and the phone goes back on at seven, I have to look at my emails and my text messages because people do connect with me because I do find people all over the globe in all different time zones. So I have to watch Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm not missing something important that comes in from a client or a partner. But yet I'm getting my rest. I'm getting my downtime. And that is what I preach to my clients. And, you know, really, Kim, when that happens, people are so relieved because it's like they finally have permission mm-hmm. to stop being addicted to their phones and their technology. Mm-hmm. That's it. And in this, in this, when you, I like that seven to seven, huh? I have to try that. But, um, yeah, but, no. uh, <laughs> but, you know, also when, when we, I just want to stay in this work-life balance and this stress to be competitive and be reachable. Um, do you see any difference between you know, gender differences, because women very often think they have to work three times as hard. They have to be always there because they're not going to get ahead. Now, a lot of those myths are not myths because we right. see that happening. So right. do you see that women get more stressed out about this? Or are there any gender differences or do you think it's just um, possibly a level difference and um, you know, as well, you get higher up the ladder? It's interesting that you bring that up because there is a big gender difference. Mm -hmm. The main difference is that women take on a lot more than men do because they're not just worried about their jobs, but they automatically assume the role of the best wife in the world and the best mother in the world and the best housekeeper in the world and the best landscape artist in the world, et cetera, et cetera, the best cleaner. And the real issue among women is the fact that, A, talk about waiting too long. They wait until there's a catastrophe, not Mm -hmm. just a physical catastrophe, but maybe they actually lose their job or they're not watching something and, or they miss, they miss like a, a, parents illness or death sometimes because they're so tied to work and being available for work so they juggle way too much women do not delegate as well Um, I had many clients particularly women engineers because that's extremely competitive for women that field Um, a woman engineer did not have time for yoga so we were talking about that because she was very, very stressed out. In fact, she, she was with me almost a year before I ever saw her smile. 
she was so stressed out. So we talked about, well, when can you go to yoga? Well, maybe in the morning, first thing. I said, great. And she said, well, that's unless I have to take my son to school. And I said, well, why would you have to take your son to school? Doesn't he take the bus? Well, yeah, but he oversleeps sometimes and he might miss the bus. I said, how old is your son? He's 13. I said, well, when you were 13, who woke you up in the morning? Oh, nobody. I woke myself up. I said, well, what would it be like for you to let your son get himself up and let him know that you're not going to be there? Oh, well, he'll miss the bus. I said, but you know what? You're taking on your son's issue. You're not allowing him to grow in that way and take responsibility for himself. She felt responsible for that kid getting up and getting to school on time at her own expense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what I, I mean, I see that a lot with women and, and, and that's a great family situation, but that also happens in the office, doesn't it? You know, Absolutely. you take on, you know, you feel the responsibility to take over somebody's work or, or something right. like that. And it, right. and it really stresses you out. Now, right. what, and, and do you see, you're talking about the son with the 13, and that's another thing. I work a lot with a lot of Generation Zs, okay, Zs now. Right. Um, some of the behaviors make me crazy. Do you see, do you, you know, do, do you see that, that they may be less stressed or they have, you know, I mean, you're, they're probably not getting coaching yet because they're just entering the workplace. Yes. Um, but what about the millennials? Any, any difference there? Um, yeah. Um, what I'm seeing and I'm hearing from employers is that the work ethic with millennials is very, very different than the work ethic with the baby boomers. So, of course, the boomer generation was more than willing to just kill themselves working, you know, mm-hmm. ridiculous hours and getting stressed out and all of that that we've been talking about. Well, in one case, I had a a family business, which is a tough nut to crack in any event. And the son was being trained by the father to take over, particularly the sales piece of it. And he said that, and my son never calls any clients. He never goes to visit them. It's all text. Mm, That was one issue. Clients were not used to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other issue is he told me at five o'clock, the kid gets up, shuts his laptop off, and says, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And the father was standing there kind of gaping, yeah. what are you talking about? There's still work to be done. Mm-hmm. And the kid was just not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm finding yeah. that with many, many businesses, what's happening is that the older generation is leaving. And we baby boomers are all starting to retire in droves now. And we need that younger workforce. So what's happening now is that the workplaces are having to adjust to the needs of these millennials, mm-hmm. and the younger workers, because uh, they these businesses need somebody to take the place of the retiring baby boomers. So you're seeing yeah. a lot more flex time. You're yeah. seeing a lot more, um, you know, just in general, different types of benefits and working conditions mm-hmm. that you had seen in the past. And what's interesting right. about that is the baby boomers are saying, hey, great idea. I want to do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll help uh, resolve some of the other exactly. issues. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. Mary, we're going to take we're going to take another short break. Um, and when I when we come back, I kind of want to move from the work life balance um, into more of what we talked about the behavioral, okay, and the yes. and the behavior, the soft skills of leaders. Okay? And right. for our listeners, um, we're talking with Mary T. O'Sullivan, and she's an experienced executive and professional coach, specializing in supporting managers, executives, and professionals when they need to exhibit grace under pressure in a stressful career, job, leadership, or personal situation. She is also the author of Ponderings of a Corporate Refugee, Observations from the Cube. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Mary, you can reach out to her at www.encoreexecutivecoaching.com, on LinkedIn under Mary T. O'Sullivan, and on Facebook under Encore 
Executive Coaching. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, uh, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, this show is also brought to you by one of Europe's most significant digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations, uh, CINDA. It's called CINDA, and CINDA conducts market research and holds digital conferences two times a year in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And their next conference is in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. For more information, go to www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we want to talk about some of these leadership behaviors, Mary. Okay? Great. Great. So we're going to take a short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking to Mary T. O'Sullivan, and she's an executive and professional coach and also the author of Ponderings of a Corporate Refugee Observations from the Cube. Now we've we've kind of we've really explored into why coaching is so important and the two things that you're seeing today, Mary, you said, you know, this life work balance and and the need to be of the big point people are facing or, or challenges people are facing today. And you talked about the other one, the second one. I'd like to go into that one. And that that is is behavioral issues and what leaders mm-hmm. need to be today. And I, I really liked what you said about you know, getting promoted too fast, because I've seen that in, in a lot of companies where, you know, all of a sudden somebody's, a, you know, sales is the perfect example. A great salesperson has great numbers and then is promoted to a sales executive, okay? Well, or yeah. in technical, great technical skills, um, great engineer, and then is promoted to an executive position. And sometimes, that's to going too fast or they don't right. have the skills. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I like to, I like to uh, quote Jack Welch a little bit. Um, he, and I was at GE for a number of years. And of course, Jack was our, you know, really big guru, management guru. And he talked about the five E's. Okay. So high energy, and you're able to energize and inspire other people. 
um, you know, you're able to, um, you know, help people grow. The reason that he identified that senior executives fail at GE was one of the things that he mentions right away, behavior contrary to corporate values. Mm-hmm. And the emphasis on behavior. So what happened at GE is that, you know, he had a set of core values that people had to follow. And he, you know, he had a, a list that he changed it every year because um, every year they had different, slightly different goals. And I could tell you stories about their big meetings they had in Boca Raton and how he kind of said, okay, look to the left and right. Next year, that, that person might not be here because he mm. wasn't afraid of getting rid of people that weren't in alignment with the corporate values and were not behaving in that manner. So that means even if the, the leader is making his numbers, he might even be the most profitable segment of the entire business. If his behavior does not align with the corporate values of integrity and respect and honesty and all the other things, loyalty, things like that, that person is on the way out. So in most companies nowadays in particular, and I think Welch was ahead of his time because this really was from the 80s and 90s when GE was at its height. Um, One of the things that means most to leaders today to keep them in their jobs and keep employees motivated is their soft skills. So what that means is that in order to continue to grow and in order to meet the needs of new employees like the Generation Zs, the Generation Ys, the Millennials, you have to really make people feel validated. And so what that means is that we are going back to teach people basic courtesy and manners. We're teaching people to say please and thank you. Mm-hmm. We're, we're teaching people to talk when they run into somebody, to say hello in the hallway, to even just nod, um, to make yourself highly visible. The most successful leaders in my experience at all three companies that I worked at is the fact that they were extremely visible, that you could be sitting in your office at any given moment and he would walk right in, ask you how you're doing, what's going on, does he need to know anything, and, you know, off in about a minute and a half. So without that kind of communication, you don't develop the loyalty, you don't develop the following, and you don't Mm. develop your employee base which is getting younger and younger now. So those things are very important. Do, do you think, Mary, uh, do you think we've lost some of those skills um, or uh, that they're, they're less? I mean, wouldn't it seem that, that as you start to climb the career ladder, you should be aware of this and you should have this? Or do you think it's just in the last few years we've kind of forgotten this? Well, because it's been so competitive. I mean, yes, the environment's absolutely. so competitive. Absolutely. So what, what's been happening is that, in general, our culture has become a little less polite. And mm-hmm. really, one of the things that, um, that happens a lot is that you hear society has become coarser. And that's really true. So, you know, just plain common courtesy. Don't be rude to people. That's, that's a bottom line. In fact, um, I came across an etiquette book, Behavior for Gentlemen and Behavior for Ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and just, just the simple things in that book really could benefit some of these executives. In fact, my husband was telling me, he was a, a Navy officer, he told me that when um, people make Admiral in the Navy, they have to go to what's called fork and knife school. And there they are taught manners. They're taught courtesy. They're taught who sits down first. 
you know, do you offer your chair to a lady? Things like that. Very, um, very basic stuff that, you know, we should have all learned at home growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember growing up that there were dire consequences if I wasn't polite, you know, but that's not happening anymore. So you get people in these positions that, that sort of are bare, a bull in a china shop. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just I, I just want to I want to say and what about you because we're talking about this politeness and everything um, I, I just uh, a soft skill just popped into my head what about cultural sensitivity I yes. mean I, that's got to be extremely important that is important in leadership today um, how do you you know bring that to somebody we're in a world economy all right um, a lot of our messages today that we're getting are about intolerance, but we have to be more tolerant. How do we get our leaders to understand this? Right. It's not an easy process, I Mm. have to tell you. It really is not. And um, if you are dealing internationally, I did have a client whose the main business was in Japan. Well, it was a whole different story when he went to Japan. Mm. Um, In fact, the business was run um, really totally by Six Sigma, and they had to do every single step in Six Sigma, which my client's business was not trained in Six Sigma. So Mm -hmm. it was very frustrating for him, but he knew, um, in fact, I'm a Six Sigma specialist, so I was able to help him along a little bit with that and get into the importance, you know, even though it seems self-evident, he had to really learn in order to not be on the wrong side of the Japanese owners of the business. Mm -hmm. So culture is very important. And whatever that particular culture finds important is what we have to do. Now, Americans are not often used to dealing with foreign cultures. And a lot of cultures, um, you know, they condone nepotism even in the face of incompetence, because Mm -hmm. they have an obligation to support their family members, whether they can perform the job or not. And that's Mm -hmm. very frustrating. However, if the company is owned by, let's say, India or uh, someplace in Malaysia, and it's operating in the United States, there really is nothing that you can do about it. And the culture our businesses have to adapt to foreign cultures. Now, that is a hard pill to swallow, but the people that do best are people that are chosen who have international experience. So you will see that often in a job requirement, a condition of employment is international experience because they know they can't, the people cannot function unless they've lived overseas for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, like two or three years yeah, experience yeah. in another country. Yeah, yeah that's and right. That, and that kind of gets them used to having to deal with other cultures mm-hmm. and learning not to step on people's toes. It's very yeah. important. Now, mm-hmm. culturally, in the United States, other cultures working here, there, um, you know, there is a lot of subtle bias it's called micro bias or micro aggressions mm-hmm. where you may not even be aware of how you're responding to somebody of a different nationality or different culture but yet that person feels yeah like i understand that so um I, I think it is culture and being somebody who's international i think that's quite important and um I would like to uh, just kind of wrap that up a little bit. And uh, for our listeners, we have been been speaking to Mary T. O'Sullivan, an experienced executive and professional coach, specializing in supporting managers, executives, and professionals when they need to exhibit grace and pressure in a stressful career job leadership or personal situation. Now, Mary has been the founder of Encore Executive 
Coaching and the Rhode Island Professional Coach Alliance. Uh, she is also the author of Pondering a Corporate Refugee, Observations for the Cube, from the Cube. Now, I'd kind of like to wrap up a little bit for our listeners uh, what Mary has told us today. Uh, coaching really is should be a performance enabler. It should really help you along your career. And it, and if you've ever, I had a personal coach myself. Um, there's nothing embarrassing about it. It's it's really quite good. And um, Mary, can you say one thing about that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Okay, so I'm, we're just wrapping. I'm just wrapping up. I've wrapped up. I've wrapped up for our audience. You know who you are, and just one tip, just one last thing for our audience about why should they get a professional coach? Just in one well, sentence. If you want to enhance your career and grow and learn how to navigate the political waters, coaches can help you. Make sure you get a credentialed. ICF coach, and it helps immensely with business experience and industry experience. Well, I think that really wrapped it up. And as I said, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, thank you so much, Mary. It's been so great. If they want to reach out to you, they can reach out to you at www.encoreexecutivecoaching.com or go to the LinkedIn page, right? LinkedIn page, Mary T. O'Sullivan, and the business page, Encore Executive Coaching. And as I said, from my own point of view, really, I had an executive coach. It's a great thing. Get out there, find one ICF registered um, coach and help. You know, it really helps to have somebody to talk to. You'll find your own solutions. But do reach out and find yourself a coach because there's a lot of things coaches can help you with. Now, I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you have been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders, a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy and Cinda. And Global Business Therapy, we provide leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and digital agencies. And we also have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. Please contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And you can go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And please listen to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And also download us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And with that, Mira, I'd like to thank you one more time. It's been really great talking to you. You're, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks okay. for being, getting me on the air. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners, then, thank you so much. And please tune in to us again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.